Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Oh, C. Senor! It's a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound already midweek, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Boycotts. Boycotts is our general, are our general manager? Yeah, just in general, the whole, uh, you know, claiming that something's so terrible, no human being should can, can possibly deal with it, and yeah. blah, blah, we're not showing up to the All-Star game, blah, 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 Delta Airlines, Coke, blah, blah, blah. Crack up that music, Michelangelo, it's an intormation party. Yes. We plan to entorm you until you're just reeling around, passed out on the couch. Yes. Yes, da 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 Doing things you'd be ashamed of if you could fully remember them. So I just saw this headline. I'm really eager to read it. Tiger Woods crash cause revealed. L.A. sheriffs set to announce that it was caused by excessive speed. Thanks. Oh. That's all they're going to tell us. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, God, funny. Tiger. They to say, again. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, as the kids say, but uh, I expected no something jazzier than that. freaking way that that's the only thing. It wasn't just, well, I'm, I'm sure that played a role. But uh, there's no way he was just going too fast. Didn't turn, didn't hit the brakes, anything. He just thought, well, I'm going too fast. I guess I'll just keep going until I roll over and break both my legs off. <laughs> he was he was passed out or high or something. That's uh, none of your business. And they're covering for him. Well, whatever, you know, rich, special people get special treatment. That's nothing news, new in the world. You know, unlike you, Jack, who are constantly indicting people uh, recklessly, uh, I, Joe Getty, my my hallmark is fairness. So I'm thinking, all right, Tiger is used to really high-performance cars, right? So he's got some courtesy minivan, and he's plunging down this hill way too fast. He hits a tight turn, and he just loses it. And he immediately gets, bam, he's thrown about, and he can't get his foot on the brake. Then the car begins a-tumbling. Hmm. We've all been jarred so hard we had to like regain our our footing and, and handholds and high on Ambien car. and they covered it up. Whatever, that's fine. The best news of the day is <laughs> the best news maybe of the year is hello, Caitlyn Jenner running for governor in California. Oh yes, oh, not yes. official yet, but that's what Axios is reporting that Caitlyn Jenner has put together some people to look into running for governor of California. Now it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Somebody sent us the link to the news story along with that fabulous meme of Howard Cosell back in the day uh, with his microphone in front of him and there's OJ on one side of him and Caitlyn Jenner, I'm sorry, Bruce Jenner on the other side of him. And, and the caption is Howard Cosell is saying, if I told you what happens to these two, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Damn. <laughs> So, uh, conversation is obviously, could Caitlyn Jenner win? Pretty well-known, very conservative Republican in a very, very blue state. But are there enough blue voters who would love to have the first trans governor in their state? 
Oh, wait a minute. Which is more important to you? Is is the evil of being Republican outweigh your joy of being uh, living in a state that has a trans governor? That's what I wonder for a lot of blue voters. I have no idea what the answer to that question is, but I love how uncomfortable the question is. How it puts them in a, that position. That's great. On the other hand, having watched like 10 seconds of the Kardashians show in which Bruce Jenner was just getting manhandled by these mouthy bees, I wouldn't vote for him for assistant dog catcher. You wouldn't? No. Although, you know, nobody I, else is going to either. I like her you don't think politics. So? Not a single vote. You don't think? No. <laughs> no, zero. First ever goose egg in a, goo- in a, in a, oh. in a campaign. President's the cynical campaign. generation, whatever you are. Oh, that's terrible. Because well, because why, Sean? What's your what's your feeling? Who, who's in fail? I, I don't. Who's her fans? She's a celebrity. The trans community, the LBGTQRXYZ community. There must they be, don't like her either. They must be. They must. <laughs> somebody must dig her act. She's on. Uh, she's on all those roasts. Is one of the celebrity guests. <laughs> what's the average viewership of those things? Really, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I we just like appre- celebrity governors in this state. I appreciate yes. that it's added a layer of absurdity to the whole thing. Yeah, we're one of the Kardashians. Then, then tell me your odds, and I'll tell you how much money I'm putting down. But really, but no, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, no, no, no chance. Huh. Wow, a little p- political handicapping there from Positive Sean. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> if it was one of the Paul YouTube boys or something. Then yeah, maybe possibly they have a following. <laughs> wow. Way to take the air out of Jack's balloon. He hasn't so been feeling good, Sean. What's the matter with you? I'd like to know whatever illness this is that I had that has my mouth so sore that I can't eat. Does anybody have any idea? The only other time this has happened to me in my life is when I had... Um, you chewing nails again? Yeah, when I'm nervous. <laughs> um, Go on the internet. <laughs> the only other time I've had this in my life is when I had mono. Oh, wait a minute. And I had mono twice in college. And... uh I was just drinking smoothies through a straw for weeks because I, my mouth was so sore. I have never had that symptom, you as far it? as I oh, can recall. It's, it's unpleasant. Uh, it sounds like it. Uh, anyway, um, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. I didn't get a negative test back for my COVID yesterday. so Oh, I'm so I, sorry. I don't have the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Costanza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. oh, no. It, it came back negative. <laughs> How am I going to tell my parents? Uh, let's introduce everybody to the squad. There's our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael. I'm okay. I was disappointed in the lack of response I got when I texted you guys. And J- uh, Jack said he tested negative for COVID, but I said his blood, they said, was full of McDonald's secret sauce because of, you know, all your late night. Yeah, I did do that late night McDonald's run. I've had a couple of, uh, I've had a little rough spell with my uh, with my diet. And, you know, reality bats last. The scale does not mm. overlook <laughs> your malfeasance. No, no, the scale accepts no excuses. <laughs> it's interested in no rationale. The scale speaks but I've been, the truth. But I've been sick and I've been busy and it really wasn't that many times. The scale, yes, the scale takes no excuses. <laughs> yeah, it's like a cynical, tired judge in traffic court. You know, the sun was in my eyes, and the cop was so rude to me. Bam! Pay the fine. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room, and it does not give Caitlyn Jenner much of a chance at being governor. How are you this morning, Sean? <laughs> Doing quite well. Freshly jabbed. Feeling fine. 
I even got my, uh, since I got the old J&J shot, the only, uh, get it right the first time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just need the one. I got my, uh, I got my, my vaccine card, uh, laminated. I'm, I'm carrying, I'm going to put this on a lanyard, carry it around like it's a backstage pass for every place I go to. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear transphobes can get vaccines. Nice job, transphobe. Oh, no, I Sorry. love trans people. Caitlyn Jenner I, just has no shot. I, I was just watching some <laughs> South Park last night, the episode where, uh, where the, plainly a man, not only a man, but like a professional wrestler, had uh, identified as a woman and was competing against woman, women and whooping up on him. Macho Ma'am Randy Savage, right? Yeah, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so, Macho yes. Ma'am? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And anybody who dared to point out the absurdity of it was immediately called a transphobe and had to back down and just be quiet. This is brilliant. It's fabulous. Yeah. yeah so I think that's what's going to happen with people who say Caitlyn Jenner shouldn't or couldn't be governor. Clearly, it's your anti-trans bias that's leading you to that. The Couldn't idea, be anything else. The idea of a bunch of Republicans screeching transphobe at anybody who opposed her candidacy is almost too delicious to uh, pass up. Mm. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is How Did It Already Get to Be Wednesday, April 7th? Because we took Monday off. The year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty, we approve this program. All right, let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Just don't ask me to play the piano or the organ. I can't. <laughs> don't know how. My father would say I have no talent at all. My dad used to play the saxophone, had a band when he was in high school. He'd look at me and say, Joey, I don't know where you came from. He said, you have two left feet, you can't dance. You can't carry a tune in a wheelbarrow. And then he'd say, and you have no lip to play a reed instrument. But, you know, so I had to become president. You know what else to do? You have no lip. In other words, you had a cruel and negative father <laughs> who beat down your self-esteem. <laughs> wow, that was a troubling story. You have no lip to play a woodwind instrument. That's fine. Yeah, my dad told me you got no two left feet. You got what? no lip to play. Your hands are too sucky to play piano. You couldn't drum because your elbows are crap. What the uh, audio of that does not translate is the look of when will this story end on the faces of the uh, the, the family that he is talking to. You couldn't play accordion. Your armpits aren't up to it. I hate you, son. I hate you. New material for Dana Carvey. You don't have knuckles to play the spoons. The breath for the kazoo. <laughs> you wish you could play the kazoo. You have no lungs for it. <laughs> Holy crap. Easy, easy, all right. I won't take band. <laughs> How about I just bang two rocks together? <laughs> you couldn't bang two rocks together. Ever. Of course, his dad was telling him this in the 30s? 40s. Um, How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. A sprawling epic. It's Moby Dick-esque. Wow, fantastic. Uh, yeah, lots to get to today. Uh, hopefully, it'll be fun. On uh, Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I listened to an interesting podcast yesterday. It was really about the battle between us and China for the long term, but it got into what ex- to what extent we are a socialist country already, particularly focusing on the coziness between big corporations and the government. 
And uh, I see that Bezos of uh, the, the richest man in the world who runs Amazon is about to give a speech in favor of the corporate tax hike. And the uh, the thing these economists were talking about on the uh, the podcast was how big corporations are often in favor of uh, higher minimum wages, corporate taxes going up and that sort of thing, because they have the the means to get around those things and their competition or any new competition does not. Right. Yeah. And there's more to it than that, even because corporations don't truly pay corporate taxes. Workers do. And consumers do to a large extent. I have some really good stuff on that later on. Yeah, I saw some stats on that the other day that up to 70% of raising corporate taxes ends up falling on the employers or, um, uh, employees, employees or, or consumers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's absolutely true. Uh, so we can talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, man, people are fired up about the whole uh, all-star game baseball thing for good reason, I think. Uh, so all sorts of good stuff to get to. Right now, mail a bag. You can email us, don't you know? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You have an opinion you want to share? Keep it short. Or you see something we ought to be talking about? Send along the link. Now, if you're some sort of whistleblower at the Department of Energy and you've discovered Joe Biden is selling our nuclear secrets to the Chinese, feel free to go into some detail. Otherwise, keep it short. (laughs) Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from the Marquis de Lafayette, French nobleman. Who joined the American Revolution helped a great deal. <clears throat> True republicanism is the sovereignty of the people. There are natural and imprescriptible rights which an entire nation has no right to violate. He's a big natural rights guy. Interesting. If you don't know uh, what natural rights is, g- 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 Google it or keep listening. Moving along to the correspondence proper, this is from uh, First Initial T. Guys, you can't spell MLB without BLM. <laughs> oh, the title of the email is America's Past Time, P-A-S-S-E-D. I thought that was pretty mm. clever. So you can't spell MLB without BLM, signed a former baseball fan. Uh, P.S., who would like to start a new country with me based on an equal application of rights and laws laid out in our founding documents? I would love that. I would, I'm with you, T. Just tell me where we're going. I'll book the tickets. Uh, moving along, it's rich in beautiful green Oregon. I'm not a doctor, but I almost went to medical school, Joe. The Chinese virus attacked the older population. If a virus's goal is to mutate and survive, it's going to take the easiest paths. Older people were that path, but now the geriatric population has either died or been vaccinated. Why wouldn't the virus mutate to infect the younger generation? Uh, they're mobile. They've been raised on antibiotics and antibacterial soaps. No immune system for our youth. They're ripe for the new var- variations of the virus to survive. Yikes! Uh, KFTC, keep fouching the children, rich and beautiful green Ooh. Oregon. Uh, you know, I, my only quibble is that uh, viruses don't decide what they're going to do. They mutate willy-nilly, and in a beautiful uh, illustration of how evolution works, those viruses which are most suited to survive in the current environment will. And the current environment, as Rich points out, I think accurately, is there's there's no home among oldsters anymore, or very little. So an inter- an interesting point. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, I was shocked at the number of deaths in uh, in my county. I hadn't looked in ages, and there have been quite a few over the huh. last month. Sean, uh, you're fully immunized now, right? I mean, is it it kicks in right away? Well, it takes, no. A, no? takes a couple weeks to ramp up. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, huh. yeah the uh, the vaccine is like a production order for your immune system, and it uh, it has to ramp up and, and build all the little antibodies and stuff like that. Hmm. My understanding is some. Um, like uh, if you're getting the two shot thing, like I am, 
uh, two weeks in, you've got 70% immunity hmm. for a serious case, something like that. And then the second one, uh, which I'm getting today, actually, is uh, that closes the deal pretty quickly. Guys, I have the solution for PC mascots. Oh, we need to talk more about the uh, the Oregon school that was afraid the Evergreen was a racist mascot because it could be tied to trees, which is tied to lynching, which is tied to racism. Woo! Just absurdity. Anyway. Uh, our friend Frank writes, uh, he's, uh, I know he's my friend because he signs off, your friend Frank. I have the solution for baseball anyway. Old-timey teams just call themselves the Location 9. For instance, the Scranton 9. For cities with two teams, adjustments were made. The Bronx 9 for the Yankees, the Chicago Southside 9 for the White Sox. My great-great-uncle was a member of the Tombstone 9 in the 1880s. Wow. I'd love to have his old jersey. Oh, my gosh. Me too, Frank. That's cool. The Tombstone Nine. Are you kidding me? Go to all their games. How much time do we have, Michael? When they're not battling the Earps. Uh, right, right. Well, yeah. Sometimes they'd have to suspend the game and get in a gunfight, come back to the ball field. Guys, in California, state law requires schools to continue those shooter drills, active shooter drills, that now they're doing while the kids are at home because the teachers' unions are in charge. Which is so crazy. So terrify the kids and make them crazy based on a one in a zillion possibility, even when they're not at school. But uh, Andy says, please don't lay this off on the classroom teachers. We don't schedule these things and have no control over it. Well, of course not. Nobody no. thinks you do. I actually, I was, I hadn't really thought about it. So his uh, clarification was not wasted on me. Fantastic. Um, uh, we have so much to get to today. You gonna watch any baseball or are you boycotting? We're all boycotting too much. Boom! And Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We need to talk about the proposal to wipe out $50,000 of student debt from uh, college kids who have that kind of debt, and some of the reaction to it's uh, pretty interesting. Um, uh, How about wiping out $50,000 worth of mortgage debt? Because the housing market's so high, people have had to overspend just to, to put a roof over the head. Like me, poor me. I'll, I'll spell it out. You'll be weeping bitter tears by the time I'm done. I need relief. Uh, and a piece in USA Today today? By a left-leaning journalist who says, no, Georgia's new election law is not Jim Crow on steroids. Three reasons it isn't a big deal. And he he hates uh, the Republicans and what they're trying to do across the country, but says calling this Jim Crow is ridiculous. I've got more on that later, as I did a deep dive on Jim Crow to share with you. Yes. Um, and uh, it's pretty uh, horrifying and interesting. Well, I have all sorts of good stuff and perspectives and, and, and you know, a very, very strong opinion on moving the All-Star game, needless to say. Uh, it is idiotic. It is damaging to the game I love so much. It's pandering to the most dangerous cabal of political extremists in America. It's, you know, it, it, it trivializes the Jim Crow era, and I'll let you handle that department. It's just, it's awful in so many ways. But then uh, you run into uh, an opinion like Sarah Isger, who's a thinker. She's part of the whole dispatch team, and she was talking to George Snuffleupagus the other day. Uh, let's hear what she has to say in clip 18. 
Biden is going to go full speed ahead, the biggest, boldest program, not worried right now about getting the Republicans on board. And a very different Republican message than when we saw Barack Obama come into office in 2009. They went straight at Obamacare and took what could have been a very popular piece of legislation through messaging and a lot of consistent messaging from every person in the Republican Party, drove down the popularity of that bill. So instead of being a legislative accomplishment, it really hung around the necks of Democrats in the midterms. With the American Recovery Act that we saw last month, Republicans were talking about Dr. Seuss. It'll be very interesting. Mitch McConnell and McCarthy, they want to go after this bill and message about how it's not really infrastructure, that only 5% is going to traditional infrastructure. Will the rest of the Republican Party follow suit, or are they going to be talking about the All-Star game? I thought that was really an intriguing question. And the, the answer is, is, there are multiple answers to it. Um, I see her point completely now. She's a D.C. policy wonk. She's super crazy smart. And on the quote-unquote substance, I think she's right. On the other hand, if Americans lose faith in our voting systems, in our electrical, uh, erect, electoral, uh, man, I said electrical and uh, erectile. I mean, that was just, that was a, that was a train wreck. Is, any, is anybody hurt? <laughs> wow, and trust me, I, I don't want to talk about either one of those things. If Americans lose faith in our electoral processes, we have horrific problems. I mean, January 6th at the Capitol is going to look like some sort of tea party. I mean, the traditional tea party with teas and, and, and crumpets. Um I think the the baseball thing, which is about the uh, fidelity of our electoral processes, is incredibly important. And it has to do with cancel culture and to what extent American corporations are going to run scared from a small group of critical race theory spouting lunatics. Uh, so, so, which brings me to my final thought. It's really, really scary if we can only do one thing. Well, I think that's the way it works. Well, that's terrible. I, I mean, you, no no individual lives their life like that. That's idiotic. I think you Sorry, make... son, I can't worry about your homework. I have a challenge at my work. No, you deal with it. I think you got to have a, a priorities, um, uh, have a priority, and every time you're on TV or radio or anywhere, you're talking about the infrastructure package and how awful it is if you want to break through. Or the all-star game, but I think you start mixing in a couple things, you don't you don't accomplish either. Wow. Wow, that's no way to run a country. I suppose if I was some sort of grand right-wing strategist, I could say, all right, Jack, I, I see what you're saying, so let's go hard against this right now. Then when it gets closer to the All-Star game, we go crazy about how absurd it was to relocate it from 51% black Atlanta to, what, 4% black uh, Denver, when Colorado has the same laws anyway. And then go after the electoral thing as we get closer to the elections. I don't. I guess. I don't know. So our old boss had a good idea yesterday, to which which I tweeted out, texted out, and nobody responded to. He said we should get like a, 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 a hundred cases of Coca Cola, rent a steamroller, and do one of those stunts where you roll the steamroller over the Coca Cola, 
<laughs> because uh, Coke, uh, you know, bad mouth and uh, various this and that. You know, you know, Coke doesn't care what you do with it after you buy it, right? <laughs> <laughs> the point yeah, of, they just sold fifty cases. Yeah, that's the a, point that's a, that's a, they, that was not in their budget. They, that's Sean, a it's symbolism. The point it's of symbolism. The point of the stunt is you would get attention. It'd be a great viral video. I would actually like to see what a hundred cases of Coke would look like when you run over with a steamroller. I think it'd be fairly entertaining. I know my kids would love it. Well, well it's we a shot ha- at Coca Cola for being on the side of the Chinese. And not cancel America. culture. That's right. Oh, the China angle. Right, right, right. They're tough on Georgia, easy on China. And as we learned yesterday, China. China is not only got Muslims in concentration camps, they not only have actual slaves picking actual cotton. For those of you who, you know, don't understand slavery, unless we give you the whole freaking picture. And as we learned yesterday, they are persecuting Christians and dragging them into re-education camps until they disavow Christianity in favor of this communist version of Christianity that has been okayed. Well, you made the general manager uh, this morning boycott, so I wonder where this is going to end up, because everybody, right or left, can't keep up with all the things that they're supposed to boycott, Mm -hmm. or won't keep up with it because it just, you know, eventually you hit on too many of your favorite things. Okay, so I'm not going to go to, so I'm not going to drink Coca-Cola, or go to watch Major League Baseball, or go to Disneyland, or... You almost have to have, like, software. Well, then it's just you're going to run out of things you can do. I can't drive these cars. I can't eat at this restaurant. Uh, You know, on both sides. And I just just, just think the whole I'm going to, you know, make an impression by boycotting. I don't don't think it's I don't think it's going to have I don't think it's going to scale to the point that it has any effect. No, you you lack uh, imagination. Here it is. I'm, I'm, I've got this. I'm patenting this or copywriting it or something or calling dibs on it right now. It's an app for your smartphone mm. that you go to book an airline ticket to go see your Aunt Lulu and your, your smartphone says, eh. no, remember, you're boycotting Delta because they bad-mouthed Georgia. That would be a handy like, app. Oh, right, and yeah. when, you, when you sign into the app, you say right away, are you a right-winger or a left-winger, and then it, te- that it uh, monitors everything you do all the time. You leave your uh, your uh, location thing on your phone. Uh, you're about to go into a Jamba Juice. They once said, you know, I don't right. know what Jamba Juice has ever said, but because uh, I can never remember who I'm supposed to be exactly. mad at. Yeah, so you go, you're going to order a Jamba Juice. No, don't uh, don't forget, Jamba Juice once said that uh, Ronald <laughs> Reagan was a uh, fascist. Oh, right, 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 right. Maybe I'll get something. Uh, Jamba Juice has not done that, by the way. Right, and then I th- th- I say, hey uh, Siri, did the uh, Giants win last night? And it would remind me, Joe, you're, you're boycotting Major League Baseball because of the All-Star thing. So there you go. There's my $10 million app idea. So I want to get to what Faye Vincent, former uh, commissioner of baseball, said about the idiotic decision. Uh, some compare and contrast among uh, publications of their coverage of the issue, okay. which is just astounding. Uh, but we have hours to go, so we'll We'll cram it all. And in, what promise. do you think Caitlyn Jenner's chances are if she decides to run for governor in California, as is the Axios story from yesterday? About as good as her current chances to win the decathlon at the Olympics. Huh? What? <laughs> Come on. World's greatest athlete in 1976. <laughs> Old lady currently. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And I just want to give.
give a big shout out and congratulations to the Baylor men's team and the Stanford women's team on their March Madness victories. Although, I think the real winners are the people I put in my bracket. Everyone who tried hard and had fun. <laughs> I lost $50,000. <laughs> Everyone who tried hard and had fun. That's who I had in my NCAA bracket. <laughs> the real championship was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah, not so much. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's good. What do we got coming up? More discussion of the idiotic move of the All-Star game, including... Call, oh, my God. Biden doubled down on calling uh, the Georgia law the Jim Crow law. Yeah, I just saw Lindsey Graham said, uh, it's sick that my old friend Joe Biden is calling this worse than Jim Crow. So I started reading a couple of the best books about Jim Crow that have been written in the last hundred years. And, I mean, it was hard to read. It was so awful. I mean, it's it, sickening. It, it, it yeah. is sickening. And it, 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 I mean, it was difficult to go to bed last night reading that stuff, thinking about why is there so much evil in the world? How can people be so awful? That's reading about the actual Jim Crow, not what they're doing in Georgia. That is not sickening or at all, even though no, the president says it is. It's not even mildly surprising, anyway, honestly, if you compare it to other states. We'll get into that more later. Also, who did well and who didn't do well during the pandemic in business? And uh, the answer will not surprise you, as it's... Uh Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. But So we talked about this late in the show yesterday. I don't know if you heard the story. It's a tragedy. A guy, a dad, um, entered a taco-eating contest in Fresno, California at a minor league baseball game. And a few he was eating tacos like crazy. Uh, one person reported, what was the quote? He, he eating like he hadn't eat, he's starving or something. He, like hadn't, he had never eaten before. He wasn't even chewing them. He's just stuffing tacos in his mouth. And at some point, he just, like, locks up, face plants into the table, falls over, and he's dead. Oh, my God. So the follow-up to that is the family is now suing because their dad died, suing everybody involved. The events organizers, base, the baseball team, everything like that. Uh, the, the son, Marshall Hutching, is alleging in a suit that their father, Dana Hutchings, 41, of Fresno, was not made aware of the risks and danger associated with the competition at the Fresno Grizzlies game. I just wanted to bring this up because I hate that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't imagine how awful it would be if my dad died in front of me in an eating contest. But I ain't suing nobody. Because my. my dad's not crazy, and I don't think yours was either. And you knew exactly what an eating contest was. And a bunch of lawyers forcing money out of organizations because, and I'm sure he had to sign disclaimers anyway. But as we've, you know, there's, there's a famous story uh, around here where we work about people signed disclaimers and and uh, in a contest and died, and the, the, the disclaimers didn't hold up, didn't make any difference in the long run. Um, I hate that. That's what's ruining America. You want to make sure there's never anything fun at a Major League Baseball game or Minor League Baseball game or a fair ever again in your life? Sue every time somebody gets hurt, even though you are completely aware of the dangers involved. Well, the reason I hate this so much is that it it infantilizes everybody involved. A grown-ass man raising kids, holding a job, can decide whether he's going to get in a taco-eating contest or not. And if he does, he has taken responsibility for his life, and he will take responsibility for the consequences. All, all the lawsuits, they're just, they turn us into cringing little babies who will not take responsibility for our own actions. It's insidious. Yeah, I hate it. And we're, we're on in Fresno, and I feel terrible that this happened. It's, you know, if you know the guy, it's, it's oh, awful. Yeah. 
our it's sympathies awful. to the family without reservation. It's a tragedy. But if I enter an eating contest, I realize there's a chance I could choke or have a heart attack or who knows what could happen. Um, but we'll see how this turns out. I have a feeling I know how it'll turn out. There will be a settlement for a lot of money. And the Fresno Grizzlies and no minor league team in California or maybe the whole country will ever have an eating contest ever again. No. No, I'm surprised they did, honestly. But is that the country we want to live in, where you can't do anything? You've talked before about uh, the, the the school fundraiser thing that they had to cancel. Oh, yeah. My kids a little elementary school. They'd have a fall uh, pumpkin party or something. It was a, just a festival. And you'd play silly little games to win silly little prizes, and the kids and the parents would walk around and chat and chuckle, and it was a nice little fundraiser. They had to cancel it because they couldn't afford the liability insurance anymore. People strolling around a parking lot. How much liability is there? Well, if you want to live in that world, sue when something somewhat logical happens to a loved one. And they get hurt or die, and then sue right. because it wasn't their, claiming it wasn't their fault. Now I don't know if they actually think this, or if this some lawyer got a hold of them and said, "I guarantee you, I can get you a hundred grand, guarantee you." And well, they just saw dollars and convinced themselves it was the right thing to do. I don't. Well, know. if they've lost their breadwinner and they're looking at the kids going to college and the rest of it, I understand why you would take that option since it's so readily available. I'm not saying you should or I approve. I just understand it. Um, but we live in the caution, pie-filling, maybe hot America. And, and that's, that's a soft, infantilized America. I just, I hate it, but I don't know what Sorry. to do about it. Do we have pie? <laughs> no, we don't have any pie right now. Then why do you say pie? <laughs> that was an example, Sean, yeah, an yeah. example. I gotta admit, it's called my... a hot apple pie, and they have to tell you the, co- the filling may be hot to avoid a lawsuit. I'm sorry, so just to clarify, no pie? <laughs> there, are, there, is, there is only a theoretical pie. Yeah. Get your theoretical fork and your theoretical plate, and you can have a slice, my theoretically. Ears, my ears perked up, too. It's just I am that way with pie like a dog is with the word. You can you say, you know, I had to walk three blocks, and your dog's ears perk up. Huh? Somebody what? say walk. We going? I don't know the Somebody mentioned pie. I'm the same way oh you know speaking of food about the second time in my radio career uh, my wife happened to be up as i was uh, rushing around trying to get ready to get to the studio and she said hey can i make you breakfast hey there you go because she's almost never up mm-hmm. um and, and 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 i had uh, a, a fried egg and a couple of slices of bacon and a, and a slice of toast wow look at that i got a spring in my step yeah. i'm not gonna lie to you real but real breakfast i love it so i wish i had a slice of pie um This is kind of interesting. In a year marked with historic economic deterioration, things deteriorated, uh, Forbes says we have a record number of billionaires on their annual list of the world's wealthiest. 86% of them are richer than they were a year ago. Man, I hope I'm on this list. 86% (laughs) of the world's billionaires are richer than they were a a year ago. And Jonah Goldberg uh, commented on that by saying, it's almost like a period of massive regulation caused by the pandemic on small and medium-sized businesses might create favorable circumstances for the largest incumbents with the most resources to adjust at scale. Maybe the lesson is to reduce regulation on small businesses. Wow. I have nothing to add to that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Home run. And uh, you know, Oh, that's right. I'm boycotting baseball. Never mind. (laughs) Touchdown. Sticky wicket. I don't know that I can uh, swing with the NFL. Yeah, sticky wicket. I'm a cricket guy. <laughs> but Whatever, uh, However that game works. <laughs> that struck me because I was uh, listening to this podcast yesterday about people talking about uh, how far along the socialist track we are and uh, talking about corporate socialism, which doesn't get enough talk in, in right-leaning circles at all. And, I agree and, completely. And one of my libertarian 
you know, right winger economically uh, heroes. Milton Friedman, that was his thing all the time is watching out for the way corporations get in bed with government and and, you know, that end of things. And, um, you know, so this this new raising the corporate taxes, the biggest companies will, one, have a hand in writing the actual law, maybe sometimes particular lines of the law that will affect how much tax they pay, and or they have a thousand accountants and tax people that can work on trying to figure out how to, to avoid the taxes, whereas all the medium and small businesses that Jonah Goldberg was just talking about can't do that and don't right. do that and get killed. Right. I, I would talk about that four hours a day every day on our show if we could get away with it, but we would lose our audience. But if you picture a state of liberty with just very few reasonable regulations to pre- prevent monopolistic uh, predatory practices, and you have free competition of the, the, the new, the young, the innovative, uh, rising up and challenging the, the old and, and, and the bloated, I mean, you get the regeneration that capitalism promises. But I, now I want you to picture moving to bigger and bigger, more and more power. Powerful government, and this is the just—it's such a dumbass lie. I can't believe the left gets away with it. I can't believe anybody believes it. You picture a bigger and bigger, more and more powerful government. Now, who do you think can bend that giant government to its will? Me, an individual. Right, you're right. You, a a working-class individual. No, that's an idiotic notion. The idea that big, bloated, powerful government will serve the little guy is hilarious. No, the the, the only entities that will get favor with the giant, bloated, Soviet-style government are the biggest industrialists. Look at Putin's Russia. If you want an example of how this stuff works. Yes, let's grow the government to look out for the little guy. Oh, my gosh. People are just, they just don't know. They don't understand. Uh, We got lots to come. Uh, That school board in California that was going to rename all the schools and take Lincoln and Jefferson and names like that off the schools, they they look like they're backing down in the face of uh, people screaming at them. So that's good news, among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty.